get so mad, there's no control Ladies over me, my thoughts get so bad, like, I might grab it bad, I don't know, my rap, my blood boils over like, oh god, here goes, I lost all feeling from my head to my toes, you said some shit that I can't let go, so just stay tuned for the rest of the show. So have you ever felt betrayed, switch inside, you see things, realize something needs change, cause I know you got me fucked up, let me show you what's up, cause enough is enough, I'll take a face full of payment, just to make a statement, I know there's no turning back, oh god, adrenaline wasted, so mad I can taste it, I know there's What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Monday Night Raw review here on the BX Sports Jedi Network, the Heel of the Ring podcast. I am BX Sports Jedi Kev, the Don of Watch Along. Hey, salute to everyone. This is the Monday Night Raw review. Let's get right to it. It is the Monday Night Raw without Vince McMahon. Man, it starts off. What a way of starting it off. Uh, but first and foremost, let's say hello to Heel. Heel, what's up? Hey. All right. We start off Monday Night Raw with a lot of in-ring action. You got The Miz, Logan Paul. It just started off hot, back and forth, without no introductions. No, we don't even know what happened. It goes on live, and we're like an all-out brawl. What a spectacular fireworks immediately. What was your thoughts on that when you saw that entrance? The Miz and Logan Paul? Yes, sir. The entrance uh, of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, well, obviously, it got you more hyped for SummerSlam. Plain as that. It, it just brought that feud to another level. Or it looked like you turned the heat up there, and they didn't even get out of the ring, and then we out comes Roman Reigns. You know, then we get, you know, one after the other. It's like, whoa, okay, business is picking up, like they used to say in Monday Night Raw. Business is about to pick up. We get the Tribal Chief comes out with the whole bloodline line. Of course, you know, walking around with, and, and one thing I noticed, WWE um, still going to keep the two different titles. You know, it's, you know, you still got the blue and red titles for for Roman Reigns as well as the tag team. They're going to make one unification title yet. You know, you know, I noticed that coming in there. Um, quick promo, microphone skills. You know, I, I love the fact that Paulie, or, you know, Paul Heyman I, gets on the mic and the microphone dies out but he recovers like a true maestro said you know what just like everyone around you know there's been a lot of change a lot of people you'll be the next one out of here i loved it what was your thoughts on on paul Heyman just with that microphone botch that he just turned it around said it was from you must be from new jersey i loved it i don't think he would have noticed it unless you're like paying attention that's how great he recovered yeah uh, right. yeah like it was so smooth and he just kept on going. And uh, Paul Heyman is just one of the masters on the mic. I mean, like, that. you can argue that there's no one better than Paul Heyman when it comes to mic skills. Oh, phenomenal. He And the way, and also, I like when Roman says, I don't want to talk. And he talked, Heyman. And it seemed like 
Heyman was just hyping the living crap out of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again. I know people complain, oh, we're going to see them again. We're going to see them wrestle again. But the way Heyman brought the heat and, and the way he hyped that matchup, you want to see You want to see that obstacle, you know, because he mentioned, you know, everyone has an obstacle. You have, you know, Hogan, uh, Macho Man, Stone Cold, The Rock. You know, I love the fact that he kept bringing those two opposed figures that, and bringing that, that that to life, and I loved it um, with Roman and Lesnar. So he's also giving us a bit of a brief of history, kind of telling people who are complaining about, oh, again? Well, back in those times, we kept seeing those feuds so many different times over and over, and we were never, and we call them instinct, we call them classic. He's trying to tell us, this is a classic here coming up, or last man standing. I love, again, once again, he talks to, on the mic well, um, I, I mean, I, I, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, like, only God knows how many times I think we got Austin Rock back in the 90s, leading up to the 2004 Stone Cold Retired. So, yeah, I think wrestling fans nowadays don't have the attention capacity to see, you know, that those kind of matches again, those feuds play out. But, yeah, um, Paul Heyman is right. From a storyline perspective, perspective, we are getting – a classic rivalry here, an old school rivalry, so to speak, and I and I like it. I really do. Um, yeah, you can complain about it from a modern fan standpoint, but it's going places. It's actually really good, and you, and I never thought I'd say this. It makes Brock kind of an underdog a little bit because Brock has overcome the whole entire bloodline. And Roman's already being built, built up to be this guy that's pretty much better than Brock, if if not at least arguably. But not only does Brock have to overcome him, he has to overcome the Usos and the mind, uh, the the psychology, so to speak, of Paul Heyman. Indeed, indeed, yeah, and, and he he definitely breaks that psychology there. And then while that promo's cutting, we get theory interrupts now theory has been doing those troll jobs you know tonight i think you we showcase theory in so many different ways it's all good bad and ugly theory comes out and i love the fact that roman just attacks him on the microphone you know salute samurai how are you uh i'm good all right so, I, I, I just woke up <laughs> all right so we 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 hear Theory come out, had that interruption. Roman says, hey, come in the ring. Come in, come in the ring. You know, I love the fact that he played them like, you know, like, come on. Like, he looked, Theory, all in all, with the Roman Reigns promo, looked like a child. Like, and, and you could tell that Theory was, looked young behind the ears. When, especially when he, when he's, when Roman throws out, you know, oh, don't, what, your daddy's not going to be here to protect you no more. I was like, whoa, what was your um, initial thoughts on those? He and then was here to throw it over to Samurai. Oh, I, I loved it. You know, Roman Reigns is your example of, like, never give up on trying to build up a wrestler. Because we have a story of Roman. When he first pushed as a solo wrestler, people kept denying him, kept denying him. They were, they didn't want him on the top, but Vince said, no, I'm not giving up on Roman. I'm not giving up on him. You, some of you guys, for the most part, don't him but he kept pushing him and look at look at roman now he he is just 
great. And it's because of stuff like this. Not only is he great in the ring, but he's he's really good. I want to say borderline great on the mic, at least right now. Borderline Newman's found his character. And this is why you never give up on wrestlers. Um, especially ones that you see really good talent is. And, and Theory just got owned on the mic here in so many ways. And I like how the crowd was chanting, you know, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? And then Roman's like, oh, I'm going to tell you who his daddy's going to be. But luckily, you know, Roman's feeling generous today. And, you know, and all, all that. And it was it was just great. It was a great segment. Samurai, your thoughts on, on Roman Reigns going there to Theory? And how did Theory to you look? Um, Does he diminish? Or do you still think Theory is still on the right track? I mean, I do think he's on the he's on the, I guess the right track. But then at the same time, it's it's because he's being protected by you know the uh, the the CEO that he's where he is now. He's you know he's on a fast track because of Vince, and now that Vince is gone, I feel like he's uh, he's just floundering right now. He's lost. All right. All right, you may. Um, I, I'm gonna be a little bit disagree with it. I think um, Austin uh, Austin Theory, the wrestler in NXT, going up into WWE. I think he has he he checks the boxes to me. Um, he looks he wanted first of all he gets the heat from the crowd. Even and, and I love the angle that they're playing at the locker room. Despises you know he is getting the perfect heat angle. From even the locker room, heel and face. We'll we'll talk about that in a moment with that. And I think that character building, he's I think he gets it. And I guess he he's working that angle phenomenal. The fact that Miss McMahon is no longer in charge of the WWE, and we all know that Triple H now is head of creative. Um, and I still think the plan still marches forward. I still think that they have a diamond in in theory, and I think WWE is gonna show how it's done when you got a, a wrestler who may not be as popular cutting a promo on the microphone skill, but is getting over with the proper heat. Um, what I'm referring to is AEW dropping the ball with MJF. This is how WWE is going to show you how you build the champion from within. And I think they're going to get it right. I think they're going to, and it might not, it might not be to everyone's liking, but that's the point of an Austin theory. It's not to be everyone. Not everybody. You're not supposed to love the heel doing what they're going to do here you're supposed to despise it and hate it and you're and they're getting the proper the proper reaction from the WWE universe in my opinion but we shall see we'll bring that point again in a moment because out comes drew mcintyre to if, if the night gets any worse for theory he has a match with drew mcintyre which i wasn't aware of it wasn't advertised um and of course they have the match here and when you saw that match, Samurai, did you get invested in seeing a Drew McIntyre and Austin Theory being so close to one SummerSlam and two for SmackDown for uh, McIntyre is going to have a Donnybrook match with Sheamus? Um, you know, he could don't want to be injured. And is it too much at a, at a short time? Or what was your thoughts, Samurai? I mean, I honestly, it was it was really bizarre. because I, I mean, I didn't expect it. Uh, for one, I... They do. You're right. They do have that match on 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 Friday, 
uh, him and Seamus, and I was like, "What is going on here?" I didn't know. I didn't know whether or not they were they they were going to cancel that match or move it to SummerSlam, which they should do because it should be, it should be on SummerSlam. But that's just my 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 thoughts, my opinion on that. So I feel like they were, you know, I guess they were just warming up. I don't. I, I really don't know. But I mean, overall, I, I did like the match. All right, um, heel. Your thoughts on the match, and as we saw, the interference, and we had it. We had a disqualification here, and um, we saw the attack on McIntyre, which brought out Lashley out. What was your thoughts on that? There, um, you like okay? What's the dynamic? Where are we going? Or, or, or am I? Are you thinking something different? It was just overall. Like, I, I like, I, I get the Sheamus Drew McIntyre dynamic, but I was just overall confused. So I was just like, okay, I guess this is, was just thrown in there to try to build up uh, Sheamus and Drew. So I'm like, okay, let's just kind of get this over with. Because like, I'll be honest with you, sometimes WWE has these feuds, and you're just not really interested. And this is one I'm not really interested in. Honestly, I'm more, I'm more interested in, uh, if they were to save Drew in theory uh, once Drew got the title and and Drew was one of his feuds, but I guess they were going to go ahead and have it. But I guess they did kind of protect it by having uh, the interference, but it's what it was it was whatever to me. Yeah, and the thing was we lost a little bit of an essence there because when after the match you saw Deb jumping on McIntyre, you saw Bobby Lashley come out to aid McIntyre, you know, he has issues with theory. They're going to have a United States title match in SummerSlam. And, you know, Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. And, and of course, with McIntyre, the Donnybrook match, winner gets a shot at In the Castle, which, like I agree with you, Samurai, should have been for SummerSlam. But when I saw that, then we went to a commercial break. And then, of course, people complain about, oh, it's going to change. WWE is going to be different. I saw the same as uh, business as usual. We come back and we have a match within another match. I and I, I was when I saw that part, I was like, please don't make it at the end of don't put it at the at the third at the third hour that we're gonna see now. Oh, the general manager decides to make Lashley, you know, six man tag or whatever. And I and I, I said, I don't want to see these guys anymore. And then unfortunately, when we came back from commercial, they made the match there. And be honest with you, personally, like I used that heel, I just didn't want to see it. Honest with you. I want to be totally honest. I love WWE. You know that, guys. You know, and I come hard on AEW and ROH and, and you know, but but this here, last night, I know they're in Madison Square Garden, but I just did not want to see this match. Um, You know, we already had McIntyre and Theory go away. You know, interference, let it go. Give me something different. But, no, we get a tag match there. Um, Theory teaming up with Sheamus, taking on Lashley and McIntyre even more time. So, Theory... This whole hour, the first hour of Monday Night Raw, it was a Monday Night Theory um, show, um, Heal. What's your thoughts? I mean, I get it. Theory needs the exposure because you really want him to get over, especially considering he's Mr. Money in the Bank and he's probably going to be your future world champion. But um, and I don't think this is entirely Theory's fault. I think this is just them having uh, like it's it feels like whoever was booking the show was like okay we know how to fill the first like probably like 30 minutes but then the next 30 minutes in the first hour we're kind of just gonna wing it and hopefully it sticks 
Okay, Samurai. Yeah. How did it? How did it look in your on your end there with the tag match? Did you like wanted to see that, or did you had enough? Uh, no, not really. I mean, the the match was fine itself, but like you, 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 you just get you have to realize that they're, they're, they're building within they're building the story between Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley as well. I mean, not, not Drew McIntyre, uh, Austin Theory and Drew McIntyre as well. As 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 uh as evidenced by the, the end of the match, so if you if you really look into it, that's what they're doing. Like I mean, I know what they're doing because I mean, if if you watch, you'd see. I know you didn't watch NXT of uh old, but that's how NXT was initially run, like before Triple H was uh you know removed from his duties. So if you, if you really pay attention, that's how that's that's. Triple H's influence already within the first like day. Okay, all right, that's a good point. See, that's why we have different perspective, different mindsets because we see it from all different type of angles, all different point of view. I I see now you're lighting me there. Personally, what I got out of it was Austin Theory is so over right now. Even if even if he lost, because even 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 we saw Sheamus didn't even want to tag theory it, it, it the angle is the locker room despises theory no matter who it is he is a lone wolf you know and of course no Vince McMahon to protect him the protege of McMahon he is a lone wolf there no one likes him everyone despises him we also saw Dolph Ziggler out in ringside which did, didn't kind of make you like what you know it, it was a little bit of a monkey wrench there we want some little bit of clarification but he causes theory to tap out to the uh for um the full Nelson on Lashley and 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 it's showing a story that everyone wants doesn't want theory to succeed. This is why you know I'm saying here, come Saturday SummerSlam, I'm believing theory is going to walk out United States champion and unified world champion, cashing in successfully. I I, I think he's gonna he's gonna piss everyone off, and what a way of pissing everyone off and getting everyone hot in the WWE and getting that proper. Heat that everyone despises because now you're looking for Clash of the Castle, you know, in England for this McIntyre to beat the living shit out of uh, of uh, Theory because he's hated. And now the, the tribal chief is pissed off because, you know, you could still bring – there's so many different storylines here that you could come out with, especially in director, the head of creative with Triple H. I got out of that first hour. That's what I got out of it. But I also saw you now when you're talking to me, Samurai, about the way – Triple H does the booking and from the black and gold. I'm kind of interesting and intrigued. Um, Heel, what's your thoughts on both of those? Um, there are obviously huge possibilities. Um, um, I, I, I really, I really don't know yet. Um. I guess we're gonna have just watch and see, to be honest with you, because I don't know how to feel about that. Because like theory winning all three titles, like the way I kind of saw it was, is like <clears throat> he might lose to Bobby Lashley because you know how WWE is. They like to create a little bit of mystique. Um, he might lose to Lashley and then have you be like, "Oh no, theory's out of it," and then once he comes in. To cash in, they're gonna be like, "Oh no, no, Theory's gonna try to cash in. Theory's gonna try to cash in. Then he's gonna get the world titles." Cause, though, I, I, I don't think WWE's uh, really, ha at least not within their own company, 
like directly, ever had a guy wear more than three titles, if I can remember correctly? There's always a first time, my friend. Though, yeah. especially, especially now these days where you see, you know, and of course, WWE is always WWE. You know, you you remember you WWE sets the bar. They don't lower it to the other wrestling, no matter who how big they think they are, or whatever the case is. But you see FDR walking around with three titles. You know, you see, and you know, and granted from different companies, but I think I could see a mimic there. And of course, you you could because you, you could kind of say it's like a reset. You know why I say it's a reset? Because now Triple H could reset the, the United States title to someone he's you know wants to create a tournament. First ever United States tournament champion, you know, and, and, and get that going. Like, oh, I'm going to tune into this tournament to see who's going to be the first under the, the new regime, the new United States champion. You know, those kind of things. Yeah, I will say it's interesting. I mean, to, to do all that with theory, but uh, with knowing how dirty likes to usually do things. But and granted, uh, I this can. This is a different. This is a different creative, though. The same. Vincent I know. Anyway. I know. I was. Uh, I was thinking about that. I was like, you, you, I was already telling myself that you can. You can already hear the argument of like, well, things are going to change probably dramatically, and. I'll just say this is always up in the air and this does sound interesting with theory. It does, it does. And then to top it all off, at the end of the whole segment after Theory taps out, he's getting back, going back to the stay backstage area, and out of nowhere, bam, super kicked by the Usos. Um, knocks him out like his day can't get any worse. And then I love Roman Reigns says, Do you make sure you bring that with you, okay? When you're gonna cash that in. I mean, add adding more insults to injury there. Um <laughs> Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal um, closeout report theory there, um, guys. Which, you know, I loved it. Yeah, I, I do too. And, and, he, and the really interesting part about this is this is like a heel group and a heel working together. And it goes to show how well these two can work together. It, like it goes to show like two faces and two heels can work good together. And I love the egotistical uh, bloodline working with like the the young heel in theory. I don't know why it just works so well together. Cause it's like the high school bullies bullying the guy that's trying so hard to become a You know, I know it's a weird comparison, but yeah. I agree. And then, so they go to commercial, they return back and now we get the 20 year anniversary of celebration of Rey Mysterio. Junior, um, well-deserved, first and foremost, 20 years in the WWE or anywhere to a, a really good entertainer, um, not just and going into the land of giants, which WWE used to be called the land of giants. All their champions were big, larger-than-life personas. I mean, you know, usually they don't put titles or belts, you know, around someone that is not a giant. Hogan, you know, the names are there, Macho Man, they're lifer. And to place it not just on Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero, you know, though, and for him to continue to entertain and pretty much almost the same gimmick, to be honest with you. It's the luchador with the mask, the Mysterio, the, the you know, 619, and, and he's still over to this day. Mysterio, you could go off, go on for me in another 20 years because – Thumbs up, bro. You heal? I mean, yeah. Um, this is this. Uh, I think a lot of people got around to imagine too. This is only his twentieth year in WWE. Exactly. He's been, he's been wrestling way longer than, like he said, he's technically been wrestling since he was fourteen. 
14. I mean, who can be who can wrestle when they're 14? That's that's insane. And um, and yeah, like you said, he can still go and like and like and like unlike most wrestlers, he was really smart to be like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I gotta take this out of my repertoire if I want to go another x amount of gears and stuff like that and i mean in his promo too on raw today it was it was really nice and to the point and it, you can even say it was really like touching and borderline emotional and it's it and it's so um it was uh it was really emotional but in a different way because you know like you said he pointed it to his son and everything like that and he, and he and I think Dominic. Now that I think about it, I think he will put on the mask eventually. Because he literally said, "Once I'm long gone, you know, I'm glad you you started wrestling with you because you'll carry on the Mysterio legacy." So I think at some point Dominic will put on the mask. It's just a matter of when. Oh. And it was just um, it was a really great promo, and I, I, I and. And obviously them shouting out Eddie Guerrero. I mean, Eddie Guerrero, you know, he's just that one person that is, he's just a lifelong friend to them. Rather, no matter what. And I, I personally, as a fan, I love this promo. And I'm, I'm sorry, I can go on and on because, like, I, I grew up with Rey Mysterio. You know, I, that was mainly, like, my generation. So, it's nice to see Rey Mysterio wrestle for 20 years in WWE. And, you know... I'm happy to see his kid here too, and I can't wait to see what he does. And believe it or not, uh, there's a uh, plenty of other wrestlers that are preparing for 20 years, like the Miz. Believe it or not, in two years it'll be his 20th anniversary, I believe. Sheamus as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of wrestlers preparing for their 20th. And Samurai with Mysterio with his promo, um, he thanked. You saw him thanking all different types of wrestlers. You watching it as well as heel any. I had a wrestler, a couple wrestlers that I thought he was going to thank, or maybe he forgot. Um, Samurai, anyone that you particular jump out of you that you remember with Mysterio, either feud-wise or tagging, um, that he did not mention? Uh, yeah, Chavo. <laughs> Chavo is one of them. Chavo um, Guerrero Jr., right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, that's exactly. I said that to my wife. I thought that was a, I forgot that it was Eddie's nephew. I go, he didn't mention his nephew. And then my wife reminded me, no, that's Eddie's nephew. I said, yeah, you're correct. I mean, I, I, you know, to this day, I still don't know how they're how Eddie is Chavo's uncle, but you know, they're, they're virtually they, they were the same age. But um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, any other any other particular wrestlers that hit, that helped them along his career, or you when you think of Rey Mysterio and you you close your eyes and you think of that other opponent across from him, or even teaming up with him. Uh, uh, who's who's Guerrero from WCW? He's That's a one. good one. That's a good um, one. I was thinking of. I can't think of anybody else right now, but he's not the only one you know that I can think of. You can think. Uh, you can think of psychosis. Yeah, psychosis too. Yeah. I was thinking of. I was talking of JBL. You know, he had some good feuds with JBL. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. he forgot about JBL. You know, that uh, one. Uh, that was a good one. There, Undertaker was another yeah. one. Long story short, and I'm pretty sure Ray Miss Ray would say the same thing because he's a really nice guy. If I I can just imagine the conversation like I would have that about this promo. 
I can tell him, man, you forgot to think about a, you forgot to thank a lot of a lot more people. He could be he needed to be like, man, if I had to thank everyone in my career that helped me, I would I would probably have I would probably feel every hour overall. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, and hopefully he'll leave it for when he when he yeah. when he um gets selected in the WWE Hall of Fame. He'll remember yeah. everyone that he that he forgot there on there. So we have them in there, and I'm glad that this I'm glad that they didn't the way they they didn't cut his promo or made it um interrupted, but I like the way Judgment Day um approach afterwards. They allow him his time to have his pound of flesh, and then Judgment Day came from from the corners at diagonal corners into the to the arena to the ring and I didn't and I forgot there was I even forgot there was going to be a scheduled tag team match Mysterios versus Judgment Day um all in all I like the presentation this time around of Judgment Day the way they came in I was like you know what let's go for it I was like yo let's I'm down um Samurai how did you like the way Judgment Day entered the ring did you like the lights off and you know with their music or were you okay that way or what's your thoughts what would you have I mean, done different? I I was watching somebody. They they said it reminded them of a uh, Ravens flock from uh, WCW and good, uh, good one. ECW, good one. which I you know I, I, I never watched ECW back in the day, but WCW I barely watched. So that that was a, a really good callback to that. I mean, I didn't mind the the, the non music because they're they don't need to come out with music every time. They're heels, you know. The way that it's done, you know, like I said, it, it, it reminded me of, of Triple H when he was in, in doing NXT, and also Tommaso Ciampa when Tommaso was the best heel ever. <laughs> you know. All right. All right. So we get the match. The and all in all, you know, it was a good match there. Um, I was expecting. A, a heel turn from you with Dominic. I actually thought Rey Mysterio was the one that was going to be a heel turn. Be honest with you. Um, last night, Madison Square Garden, memorable night. I thought it would, and, and then it kept showing his family in the back, you know. Um, and it kept showing his family back and forth. And I said, something's going to happen here, knowing um something, you know. And no, um, we get the Mysterios get the get the victory if I'm not mistaken over over them. Um, heel your the results and the match. What's your thoughts? I I actually thought Dominic might be the one to turn heel. <clears throat> and I was just like, oh, okay. I'm like, is Dominic going to turn heel? I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And then never happened. And then we we got to rolling. And, um, and obviously, um, you had the Mysterio stick away with the, with the win. And, and again, uh, say what you want about Dominic, and I get it. You know, he's really young. But he, I will argue... That he's especially for his age is a really good wrestler. Like I get if you want to see him go back to his NXT because they feel like he's either not good enough or too green or whatever may have you. But the guy already is a really good wrestler, especially for his age. And I think a lot of people they're they're so fixated on the uh, on his age or the fact that he's Ramsey's son that they forget how good of a worker he already is. I agree with I mean, you. Yeah. And uh, it kind of gets redundant after a while. It's like, pay attention to how he does in the ring. He's he's actually really good. He's it, a whipping boy, unfortunately. They they keep – he has a stereotype that no matter what happens, that stereotype, no matter how well he performs, they're going to always go back to that stereotype on him, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and, and also – 
um yeah the match itself i i actually enjoyed it and it made sense for like the mysterios to win i really yeah. didn't like it uh yeah. for unfortunately for judgment judgment day if i had to nitpick the only one thing the judgment day they 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 took a i think they took a little bit of a break the past few weeks the point where like they lost a little bit of their luster so they do need to build them build them back up um so hopefully they can you know come back well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because yeah. we saw we, that wasn't the end of this judgment day we saw that evening you know we go in the back to celebration of the uh there was a cake and you know with wwe when there's cake someone's gonna get it in their face but mm -hmm. no um we saw judge you know judgment day celebrate actually we saw mysterio in the back with his family and we had an interruption and finally on tv rhea ripley emerges now i didn't know i didn't know personally because i didn't I, I stood away away i kept away from wrestling for a little bit didn't know there was history between ray's daughter and rhea ripley due to the fact of murphy at a buddy murphy i didn't know there was a a love triangle angle there because now if you look on um, social media um, Rhea Ripley now stating Buddy Matthews, you know, from the House of Black, if a um, uh, Buddy, right? What was, what was his name in in, in WWE with, with Matthews, right? Uh, uh, Buddy Murphy. Buddy yeah, Murphy. Murphy. Buddy Murphy. So I didn't know that. But I love the fact that Rhea came in, tried to interrupt where, you know, she just, when she, she, she looks like, to be honest with you, the way I saw it, the way before the night is over, she looks like she's the freaking um, boss of, judgment day the way she was just badass she came in you saw her mush her um first of all before even that happened they showed her come up with ray mysterio's old costume that fantasma uh legado fantasma had in nxt and they asked her how she got it and um what was samurai what did she say about how she retrieved it she said she had to do some digging all right like all right I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure it was like in 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 an attic somewhere, because you know Ray's gonna keep his uh his uniform, his uh you know 1987 Halloween Havoc uh gear. So I was confused by that. Yeah, but doesn't did but didn't last time we saw that gear, um, Santo Escobar had it. Did he? I I probably wasn't paying attention but yeah he probably did i don't know he had it it was under his possession so is this i hope me personally just the the, the fan of nxc that i'm now the 2.0 i'm hoping that there this is a bridge that now they're gonna incorporate you know cross promote of course they do that we do see the proof shows cross promote because you see you know see when the nxt when the w wrestlers come down nxt but i would like to see some of the nxt storylines jump into current um raw and smackdown as well you know not just the not just the, the 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 upper talent go down but have the lower talent or the young guys part of the storyline going forward i i really enjoyed that there we saw uh we saw Rhea giving the push to to mysterio's daughter um you know she goes i got this but she mushed her and she looked like a total badass because they went to they you know they cut there and i was like ooh, it left us wanting more so heel how did that look yeah, I liked it. I, I actually, I, I'm not mistaken. She does know a little bit of wrestling. I'm mistaken on the Aaliyah. Uh, but I do hope she at least gets involved for this match. At least uh, as as um, as a as a person uh, at ringside. Um, so that would be really cool. And when I saw the gear, 
I was thinking, wait a minute. Uh, just like you, I was like, either three things are going to happen here. Either Escobar is going to get the call up and he's going to get involved with Judgment Day. Two, Ray, they're probably hinting that Ray might turn heel eventually or Dominic. Or is Ray going to put that on for a one-nighter against Judgment Day? As a way of basically saying, like, he's going, I guess you say, his inner demon. Like, he's bringing out his inner, de- his inner demon. Mm. I was like, uh, yeah, it, it definitely made me start thinking. Or it could be just simple fact of, like, oh, thanks, this was the gift. But I hope it's not it's just that. I hope it actually was a sign for something. Yeah, we shall see there because there's a lot in there to unpack with that. Because before, a couple months before, they never went to it before um legado fantasma lost and became under tony d'angelo's watch there was a time there was a, a promo spot where ray and dominic were in the performance center and they crossed paths with um legado fantasma where they disrespected ray and dominic said that ray was part of the past and i thought that was going to set up a feud that i wish they would have touched on it and brought more to it and they left it like that um samurai do you recall that one I do, yeah. I mean, I, and, and they that that was uh that was about yeah a couple months before the whole emergent the uh, the whole merging of the of the family and Legato, and it was weird. But that yeah, was they, before Veer made his his appearance. Remember? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Ooh, but like well, to be quite honest with you, I do think that the uh, we we do see Legato. Uh, on the main roster at some point, um, all, all of them, not not just Santos, because you know they 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 all deserve to be up there. Yeah, will Santos Escobar become the new leader of the Judgment Day? And I I don't think um they he's too far. I don't see that kind of a gimmick of uh, that dark order for Santo Escobar. He's more well. We'll never know because when they go up. It's hard to tell that because we don't know the direction of NX of what Triple H is thinking compared to what Vince. Maybe with Vince, you could say I can see him try to change his gimmick to no longer being, you know, the Latin cartel type of 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 uh, gimmick and change it to something different because we've seen it with Vince. But I don't know. Uh, I think with Triple H, I think they're gonna stay kind of the same kind of gimmick and run it up to up the up the ladder to the you know what made you successful in nxt we're going to keep it pushing up and we're going to keep it on the main roster you're going to stay there which i think we're like wait like for instance like a giovanni da vinci who looks like he's you know this pretty boy i think he's going to stay with that not change him to something different you know if right now if i think if triple h was in charge if if gunther and 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 ludwig would have came up i think they would have stood as imperial I think Imperial would have stood there. They would not change the name. They would have kept it at Imperial with Triple H. So I, I, I don't know. That's a good question there. It's a good debate. It's a really good debate that I'm enjoying. Um, the poss- the endless of possibilities. Right now, when Vince McMahon used to say many years ago, expect the unexpected in the World Wrestling Federation, but now it's the World Wrestling and Entertainment. You could literally say you could expect the unexpected because we don't know what Triple H, head of creative, you know, he's going to lean on, you know, he's going to listen to his writers and cre- and, cre- and creative and I think whatever's what, it, and he's gonna be like he's gonna be open minded. That's what the the narrative's been with him 
with NXT and anyone else and other um, stories that I've heard from Triple H. When you have an idea, you could come to him and he's willing to listen. And he, you know, you know, it's a sound like a good idea. Let's go with it. So, heal. It's it's an exciting time and a sad time at the same time. Yeah. All right. Um, we'll move on here. We go into the ring. We have the Bacla Belair come out. And she's cutting a promo, and Becky Lynch comes out looking with her white outfit out. And these two ladies go to the freaking woodworks in a brawl. I loved it. I, I, I'm i not going to elaborate more. I loved it. I wish they would have let them brawl a little more longer. Heal, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, um, I'll be honest with you. Like As much as I like Bianca Belair, I don't mind her as champion, but as soon as I see Becky... I, I got, like, I know I, I try my best not to let personal fandom get involved with, you know, my love for the wrestler. But with wrestling, I just can't help that. Considering she's a mom at the same time, and, uh, and on top of that, she's working a full schedule. My fandom for Becky used to be kind of like, okay, she's cool, to now she's an amazing wrestler. So now Becky compared to Bianca, I got so much respect and everything. Becky, I'll go as far as to say she's my favorite woman's wrestler right now. And I want her to really beat Bianca for the women's championship. Like, I know she's supposed to play a heel, but I can't hate her as a heel when literally she's a, she's a mom backstage and she's a wrestler in the ring. Like, yeah. you can't hate a person who sing. I know he's a dad backstage, but he's it's like how am I supposed to hate that? Well you know, just just to let you know, Bianca Belair and Montez Ford have kids too. They have children I, as well. I, <laughs> I know I, I, I know they do, but like it's like I, I guess it's just highlighted more. I don't know. You know what I, I know, mean? I got you. There's it they yeah. got you in a they got you in a sympathetic way there. Yeah. Um, I, I personally wanted them more. I wanted them to fight more because now it makes you because to be honest with you, I didn't wrestle the SummerSlam moment. I really like. I don't really want to see Becky and and Bianca go at it. Really, I really didn't want to. Um, but this, it seemed personal, and and the fact that she lost last year in twenty eight seconds to Bianca, where everybody was with their mouth open, like really, you really took the title, disrespected Bianca there, and now Bianca has a chance to bench that that ghost. I'm invested in that fight. Samurai, what's your thoughts on that? Are you invested in these ladies with, with, with um, or where, or you always was invested from the very beginning? I mean, I, like, I mean, I, I, I love both women. Uh, that's all I'm, I'm going to say. Because <laughs> I, I have nothing to say to that. Listen right. there. Considering, you know, I, I want these two women to get really, really personal. And I want them to make it, like, the best few they can possibly make it, like, Yes, you could talk about like, oh, I want the title and whatnot, da da da. But considering, like you said, Kev, both these women have personal lives and like that. I want it full on personal. I think that yeah. would be the best thing for this feud. That might be that might be a fact match of the night. Uh, when summer SummerSlam is over, I wouldn't be surprised if we do or when we do the SummerSlam review, um, we could say that was a freaking battle and that you know. That one was match of the, you know, wouldn't be surprised if that that was the best match of the night. It wouldn't surprise me one iota, you know, say, well, that Becky Lynch and, and Bianca Belair match, they made the men, they made everyone in professional wrestling look, whoa. 
you know, I wouldn't be surprised there. So we shall see. I'm excited for that. I want to see it. Um, you know, I would like to see a no, you know, in no disqualification, just a, you know, just a good clean match, you know, a winner, but we're no, no, you know, just no DQ, just let it go. Let the ladies go at it. It's going to be a fun match. We'll, we'll preview that when the SummerSlam um, preview show comes up. Then we go on, we have a, uh, a match with Alexa Bliss taking on, um, do drop now. Alexa Bliss, let, I love the promo. She's letting us everyone know why she still carries Lily around. Because she's letting the, the world universe know that Lily sells merchandise. And what does these wrestlers, they make extra money, is by selling merchandise. Lily is over. She's selling merchandise. It's the same thing with Liv Morgan. Her, her merchandise cannot be on the shelf. I mean, people are going all over and going crazy for Liv Morgan. And Lily and Alexa Bliss is over. And they're pushing Alexa Bliss um bringing her back to the top of the women's title match um, in at least a number one contendership. I like it. I like her buildup. I haven't, I don't think she's been, I think she's undefeated other than this money in the bank match, which she didn't get pinned on all. But I think ever since coming back from repackaging in Monday Night Raw or in, or in SmackDown, whenever we've seen her, I think she's been undefeated, at least on, te- on national television, besides this money in the bank match. Now the match is the match with Dewdrop. I, I agree with the, uh, and I like the fact that they protected her finish with the DDT heel. Are you agreeing with the, the push that they have for for um, Alexa Bliss? Yes. Uh, when a person, when a wrestler is selling merch for you, and they are still over to this day, because also let's be honest, Alexa Bliss at this point has been with the WWE since like what, 2012, 13. It's been a long time now, almost 10 years, I think. Yeah, and they're still this over. <clears throat> yeah, uh, you have to give them at least somewhat of a push. Um, and yeah, um, all I can really say about this is like, I didn't mind this match or and like that. I, it was just, it was just kind of hard for me to pay attention because like I was just like, I, I don't know. It's like someday, sometimes I like do drops, sometimes I don't. It just depends on the day. So I was like, Alexis versus do drop. I'm like. And, and and before anyone gets any like thoughts, it's not it's not because she's a big girl. It's just like, it's, like I said, sometimes I like her character, sometimes I don't. It's just like, and, and yeah, it's like fifty fifty, and it's like. So I was like, I again, I just didn't, I I just, I I, I, I was struggling to watch. I'll just put it that way. So All right, yeah. It was all, all right, right, I guess. All right. Samurai. What's your thoughts? Alexa Blitz, do drop the protection of her DDT finish. Um, did she sell it on a big girl like Dewdrop there? Because also we gotta let Dewdrop start winning some matches too. I'm tired of her jobbing. That's probably the problem too. I mean, all of that all of the everything that you said I agree with. Uh, I mean, as far as like Dewdrop a uh, Dewdrop, I mean Dewdrop is a Vince McMahon thing and a Kevin uh uh, Bruce Pritchard thing. So I feel like they, they, they oh god, they, my phone just fell. They, um, they are doing, they did this because they don't, they want you to, to, to basically, you know, boo Dudra, but at the same time, you really can't because of, because of what you know she's been through. She's been the product of shitty creative and, you know, I feel like, with Triple H in charge, everything's going to change for Dewdrop. Dewdrop 
we're no longer have to drop in the next couple weeks. She'll, she'll go back to Piper Niven, I hope. You know, I hope Triple H gives them their, their original names back. Like, Nikki, Nikki Cross, like, I, maybe it's just me. Maybe, maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I feel like they they are all going to get uh, revamped and revitalized with uh, Triple H in charge. We we shall but, see. We shall see that. Wait, wait. I I I hope that you know Piper starts winning. I hope she starts you know start winning some more matches. You know, um, and it begs the question there. Um, with it, 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 I like the fact that Alexa Bliss brought up a question mark. Why are she? What's their friendship between Nikki and and Piper? Uh, you know, are they really friends or AKA do drop? Are they friends? Why are they friends? And it kind of. She planted a seed there because I remember they were kind of teasing that they were gonna, you know, Dewdrop was getting a little bit rough with Nikki because like drop the drop that superhero kind of gimmick. You're losing stuff much there, and now, well, what you think? You think uh, eventually a, a program with Nikki Ash where Dewdrop looks vicious and kind of not squashes, but gets over on that feud with Nikki Cross, some um, samurai. You think that will help? You know, Piper. I'm- I mean, yes. I mean, in a way, yes. I feel like, okay, how about we have this? How about um, Nikki, uh, Nikki, Nikki A.S.H. versus Dewdrop? If Dewdrop wins, she has to drop the mask. Yeah, yeah. Yo, mask for career like that or something like, you know, the mask. I like, I, I agree. I like that. I like that. Something different, you know, because I got, we got to have Piper and Evan or get a victory somehow. You know, she's a real good performer. Yes. And, and, and she came along in the wrong time because she should have been around. And I don't know if she was, because remember, I, I took a little bit of break from the, from the, from the WWE, you know, um, was she around when when you had Nia Jax? You know that's and I understand not to be stereotypical, but you need big obstacles. You know, uh, uh, Nia Jax versus Rhea Ripley. That's a good. That's a match. You know, when Nia Jax was in her range, and, 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 and there wasn't anyone. Tamina was, and that's family. To have them go in a feud, you know, they need that. They need more of those type of of of. Now with Madrid Rodriguez, you know, there, you know. I, I wish they would bring Nia Jax back. I personally, I, I'm just a fan of Nia Jax. I mean, I uh, to, to your to your question, I don't think I think she was in NXT UK when Nia Jax was, uh, you know, okay, was around. Okay, yeah. I mean, All right. I, I, I don't know. I, I would I would I would have to you know really dive deep and look into that, but I think she was in NXT UK. Well, you can just Google it. You know what the That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll leave that for another day because we're well, short on timing. NXT two. I have to get back. I have to get to the performance center in a few hours, in about an hour. Yeah, and some change. Can't sign the contract. <laughs> hey, I, I, I was a made man by Tony D. He made me the Don of the watch alongs. What's your, what's gonna what you you know what could you do? You see it. Yeah. So we move <laughs> we move on to the uh, a segment that I wish they would have not done. And I'll say, and I'm gonna say it real quick, and I'll ask you guys. I didn't want, I didn't want to say it first because I didn't want to persuade your thoughts. I want your, I still want your original opinion, your your own thoughts here. Was impulsive TV? I mean, I think I personally, I think I could have done without that segment because I already was invested and I was looking forward that heat. You open up Monday Night Raw with these guys beating the shit out of each other, and, and you know, start Monday Night Raw, and they were just personal. Then you have this impulse TV, and it felt forced to me. You know, you're you're 
hey, we're okay. We're accepting Logan Paul. But don't put us too much because guess what? We're going to just hate him too. We're, we're like, ugh, we don't want to know about you because especially when you mentioned the stupid brother who's going to fight in Menace Side Garden, they kind of booed him. I said, dude, what are you doing? You're taking the positive that you've gotten from the WWE Universe. Now they're going to hate you because of your stupid brother. You know, granted, your brothers are talented, but... And then Maurice comes out to talk about uh, only maybe you he might have liked about Mrs. Balls, but I I I, I had it. I don't want to know about it. I'm good, you know. And, and it's not because of, you know it's not because of the uncomfortableness. It just didn't look. It wasn't comical. It looked forced, and it was like you're putting filler. Now I want to hear your personal thoughts. Your thoughts. Without I hope I didn't persuade or, or you don't have to agree with me. But what was your thoughts? If you liked it, hey, I can't disagree with you on that. I we could agree to disagree. Um, my thoughts exactly were, um, like you said, um, I, now I think he's still loved by WWE. I think he's still, still over as a face because of how hated the Miz can be. Um, but however, I, like you, I do agree. Like, Logan is still green enough. To the point where, like, he doesn't know how to set up a crowd. He doesn't know how to control the crowd. And this is why, when you're in the feud with the Miz, and you're a guy like Logan Paul, WWE made the mistake of not having the Miz set up Logan Paul. You should have the Miz be out there first. Now, granted, I'll give him the pass, because, like, this wasn't Miz TV. This is impulsive. So, I'll give him the pass for tonight. And it's not because of WWE bias. It's just common sense. And this was Logan's time to prove how good he was on the mic. And there's still a lot of work there to be done. Logan Paul proved tonight he can't set up segments. He's That's just not his thing. And sorry to say this to Maurice, but she's never been good on the mic. So when she came out there, and granted, Logan Paul didn't help. But when literally all they kept talking about was like the business balls. And by the way, I like Mercy's new point, purse out there with the two balls. I'm like, that was really ironic. Uh, but yeah, and then the Miz came out there, and I was like, okay, good. We have someone to save this segment, hopefully. And he kind of did. The Miz did what he could with it. And I'm like, okay, now that this is over, I'm like, now you know, Triple H, don't have Logan Paul set up any more segments because when you do, this is what happens. It kind of leaves you wanting more and it turns out to be really dry from now on have the miz set up the segment have logan paul feed off of it and there you go he got magic but when, when, it, when it's the other way around it kind of it just doesn't turn out the same at all i agree with your thoughts but i don't think it was in the right yeah. spot they could have done without the whole the whole the whole the whole segment there and because you already said you already gave us that in the beginning with that feud they hate each other you could have i would have i prefer would have liked them going in the backstage and going at it you know in the hallways looking for each other samurai what you what was your input on that with the impulse tv um and what's your what's your thoughts on that i mean i i mean and you both said said it best i mean honestly i think i think that he shouldn't have he shouldn't he should have mentioned jake because if he wasn't mentioned jake that basically made him uh you know uh heel and if he if he had to mention jake he would have been he would have been fine but then he like like heel says he can't set up a, he can't set up a, a, a feud of, or or anything like that so 
I mean, it's gonna get, it's gonna be it's gonna, it's gonna be hard for the for for WWE to get behind you know make him a babyface. Like, do you, do you do you see that? I agree. I think he's a heel. He's you know Logan Paul is despised. I mean, it's hard for them to to make him to keep him a face. He is despised, even despite the fact that he's going up against Miz because you know. We saw even before that we saw him getting a kind of a semi endorsement from from AJ Styles. Like you know, I don't agree with you, Lion and I, but go get Miz. You know, you know, it's like I, I'm not supposed to like you. I really don't like you, but we have a you know the Miz is some Miz. You know, he's the the locker room jerk or whatever. You know, just just a joke. You know, you know he's supposed to be the heel, of the heels, and you go get him. You know, but I can't see, I cannot see Logan Paul if he's gonna stay, which he did sign a contract to stay with WWE, um, and he loves it. I don't see him as a heel. I mean, as a face, I see him as the, as the heel, a person that you're gonna can't stand. And I, and eventually, he will be leading people into those segments. Heel, I think right now you're right. You're absolutely a hundred percent the way you said it. But I think all in all, when it's said and done, um, with experience, Logan Paul will be a good talk show. With, with you know, um, he's gonna be the anti. Pat McAfee, if you ask me. You know what I think? I think that once he's done, I mean, realistically, I don't like it when 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 people sign and go straight to the main roster. You know that. I, I didn't like it with Dominic. I don't like it with Logan Paul. So I think what should happen is after this match at SummerSlam, he should go to, you know, go to NXT. I, I'll defend Logan Paul on this. Any, any Dominic to some degree, even though it you can argue more for it, but I'm mainly going to argue for Logan Paul, okay? Logan Paul did deserve to get promoted to the main roster right away. Not be- because here he has what a lot of people in NXT don't, and that's name recognition and drawing power. He's a big name already. It's true. So despite what you think about his wrestling ability or his talking, whatever, you're going to want him on your main cards because... As soon as people see on the commercials, now wrestling at SummerSlam or whatever, Logan Paul versus X wrestler, people are going to be like, what? Logan Paul's on this? I might have to order that. Right. That's why you don't see. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, NXT wrestlers, I'm sorry. They don't come with that benefit. So that's why they they have to train off. Because if that was the case, we would have saw Valerie Lorena up on the main roster. She's staying in NXT. She's doing NXT, you know, work. She's the former... Bellator fighter that's an NXT, what you call it, aka the twerking, the twerking fighter. You know, um, she's there in NXT now because she not doesn't have the ring recognition as you know, as a Ronda Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, you know, you go right into it. Also comes with that, um, Samurai with the name recognition um to go up there with that. Now, you could say the same thing with Andriana Grace. Andriana Grace, who is Andriana Grace? She is the daughter of Santino Morella. And she's in NXT, and she's not. She's not. She's even fighting in, in level up. She's not even fighting in the main roster yet of NXT. She's in level up. The same thing with with Simone Johnson is in NXT, and she's cutting promos. She's not even in, hasn't had her in ring match yet. That's the daughter of The Rock, and she's down in NXT. So sometimes certain names don't get the recognition of Samurai. But I want to give this credit though to Logan Paul. His match in WrestleMania was stunning, though it was memorable. I mean, he's he's a he's he seems like he's gonna be a phenomenal a phenomenal wrestler. I'm just saying, like, I, I just think that he should like work on his promo ability. Like, that's why I say he's good at it. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. He yeah. needs. He, and hopefully, the in the main roster, they'll give him a producer, a booker, um, you know, a uh, 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 former talent 
to work with him. You know, you have jo- jo- um, jo- um, Jason Jordan as a producer. You have other guys. You know, I, I use him as an example. You know, Devon, but Devon is um, in in um, in NXT as a as a producer, as a perform, as a coach. But I don't know who's that. I, I gotta find like Curtis Axel. You know, Gregory uh, Helms. Her, you know, yeah, Hurricane Greg, Greg Helms. He's uh, he's a producer. Uh, Curtis uh, Curtis Axel. Joking. I mean, anybody that can get a promo is is a producer. <laughs> so no, but that they help. They work with the talent behind the scenes and yeah, help yeah. them. And I hope they give them, you know, Logan Paul a good a good mentor as a producer there to help them come along the way and help them with some strong skills. Um, you also have uh, uh, um uh, um the Road Dog. I, I you know I, I sorry Jesse I forget James. it. Just about his real name. Yeah, he goes. He's now he's going by his real his not stage WWE name. I know it's the Road Dog Jesse James, but he's he's going by by his real his birth name. Um, now, um, and I forget, uh, the name. but let's go with Jesse James because everybody knows Jesse James, you know. Brian so, and Brian Armstrong, I know. Uh, is Brian is it Brian Armstrong? I know he's Armstrong, yeah, Brian Armstrong. You're right, I'm Samurai. And I hope they give him him to work with Logan Paul because Brian, you know, Jesse James was both good and heel, and that, that dude could cut the best promos until this day. We're still, um, screaming out his promos heel. Yeah, now let's get ready to suck it. Oh, it you didn't know. Yeah. Your ass better call somebody. Yeah. That was phenomenal, and, and I hope he works with him, and I hope he helps him go along with there. Um, with that there now. And do you, the, okay, now I, I'm going to ask this question before we move on to the next segment. Do you think that? Because everybody, everybody, everybody's speculating that you know with Triple H in charge of talent creation, uh, talent talent relation, and create creative, that people that were in that were no longer and they're no longer NWE. And people that are current w- uh, AEW stars are gonna are gonna sign back to WWE that were former WWE superstars with Triple H in charge. I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to make a, pro- a personal note here. I'm tired of hearing this name, these two names, over and over and over and over. If they're not with the WWE or AEW already, it's because you guys suck. You guys don't got it. And that's talking about you, Johnny Gargargo, and Critter Cross. I'm sick and tired of every fucking week. And I'm sorry for saying cursing here. Um, oh, he's going to sign. He's going to sign. Listen, if you guys were any good, they would have thrown you a shitload of money. Buy Tony Khan, who signs anybody who has X, who has a WWE 10W2 form to sign there. Heck, he almost he sabotaged Jonathan Gresham's career for Cesaro. You know, Antonio Cesaro, a.k.a. Claudio Castanoli from the third generation. He, he, crew, he screwed at a, uh, ROH. If you, Johnny Gargago, or, and Chris the Killer Cross were any great, you'd be already in WWE. I don't want to hear because Triple H, oh, Gargago's coming back. Look, until I see it there, I don't want to hear it. See, I'm up to hear with those names. Seriously. You, 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 you're, you're kind of biased, though, because... You d- you didn't watch NXT Black and Gold, so you don't know how good Karrion Cross or Johnny Gargano are. I so get it. Made, I get made, it. But the name, you guys over and over it, it, and like, well, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just saying maybe you should I'll, go maybe I'll, you should I'll, go I'll, back I'll, and watch. I'll, I'll say I'll say I agree this. with you on that part. I'll I'll say this: Gargano in the old school NXT was really great. As far uh, as far what, how he would do in the main roster, nobody knows, and I think that's a f- fair midway. It's point. a fair, it's a fair point, but my thing is, if they were really that transcended, next level, gotta have 
they would have been already signed with either federal, even AEW. And the fact that they're not there, they didn't get thrown a boatload of money, says something, guys. You know, Adam Cole, for Christ's sakes, got a boatload of money. And I don't, and, and Adam Cole, I see his in ring. He's okay. The next, he was supposed to be the next Shawn Michaels, but uh, I don't well, know. I mean, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at, look at. We I'm already, like, by the way, we already found the next Shawn Michaels. His name is Seth Rollins. And then if you want yes, to go before that, yes, it's AJ yes. Styles. It's, yeah. it's, it, no, it's Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins had that Shawn Michaels effect where he, he can work with literally anybody and make yes. a five-star man. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Uh, look at what Undertaker is now <laughs> in AEW. I mean, come on now. We we already we already discussed this. They they're they're their mid card is for life over in AEW. I we but, agree with that. We agree with that. But but uh, you know what? I'm gonna be open minded. Um you know what? I wanna you know when it, if they sign him, I'm not gonna be totally against seeing a Johnny Gargano and Killer Cross in the WWE. I'm not gonna say I don't want them in the WWE, but can we pipe down of them being this um the next rock or the next because if they were, they would have been already elevated. They would have been promoted and, and and pushed pushed hard, like a theory, or even if you know, you know. I want to say, let's give it time, because if they're not here yet, it's for a reason, dude. It might be something backstage with them, you know, the work ethic or something that's holding them. Because Vince don't let one talent just leave the door for no reason, dude. Also, also, you have to realize that, that Johnny's... Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just say this, Samurai, to get it over with. Shawn Michaels... Uh, now, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but there's a lot of rumors that he was chaotic backstage. He played a lot of politics. But Vince never let him leave the arena because why? Shawn Michaels went down as one of the greatest of all time. I mean, I, I get that, but what I what I'm so, what I what so, I so so what but so what me and even Cab is trying to if I guess what well, well I'll just say Vince in this case because that's who was running stuff when, when mm-hmm. yeah Sean was if they are really great and they are good enough anyone who anyone who is in charge of the WWE at the time if they see that you are good enough. They are not gonna let let you leave the arena without feeling like, hey, this guy's got a locked up spot here, and they will put all the effort you can they can in, into you to make sure you get, whether it's help for, whatever they even did that party, or whatever issue you have, you can become a star within, because obviously they don't want you walking to any other company, you know, and getting your stuff together there you know because again they did it with sean they said hey we know you can be an a-hole or whatever sometimes but or whatever but we know you can be a star because we know you're super talented we want you here so could you please stay here no matter how much it takes so can we now move on because we're talking about raw so we're splitting and cavs gotta hurry up the nxt so just I just want to make a yes, right? yes. I I, I want to make a yeah. quick point there, real quick. Yeah. You made a great point because if Shawn Michaels, you know, if they really think about it, if Vic McMahon would have had enough of all the politics and all the antics of, of a Shawn Michaels, Michael Hickenbach back in the day, he would have let him go in it to NWO. 
Because remember, they were all friends. The clique was all there waiting for him. They were waiting for him. They had his shirt. They had him. And he and Michael Hickenbach, Shawn Michaels, used to be all the time in, in NWO and WCW backstage. Remember, he married he married Diamond, one of the dancers from, from Nitro Girls. That's his wife to this day. And he used to be a lot backstage. And he and the fact that WWE did not let him allow him to jump ship. And they kept him. They put up with his antics. They let him even go backstage there. And they paid him. It shows you that when you have talent, Samurai, McMahon sees something in you. And I'm saying McMahon isn't 100% right because there's a lot of wrestlers we could see here. We got to do a podcast. All the ones, boy, if he knew that one, he would not let him go. You know, one of the, you know, and, and, and he, and I think, you know, that's why when Cole left, I was like, you know what? They, they don't see something that we don't see. And it's showing he's injury prone. Daniel, Brian, Daniel Bryanson, he's concussed. He's a, he just got a concussion. Another one, he's you could say his career is done again in and and then AEW he gets another concussion. You know, um, look at Brett the Hitman Hart. Who in the hell thought that he big man who brought him up from WrestleMania one allowed him to go to his main competition in the middle of a Monday night wars to go and, and go to the W to and give him after give him a 20-year contract extension, let him out of it. Go to WCW and look what happened. I mean, hindsight is one no one knew that Goldberg was gonna kick the crap out of him in the head and and in his career, but they knew. I know Vince Man McMahon has that uh, uh, had that eye of knowing when to. If they want to go, go ahead, test the grass on green. If it's green on the other side, because you see a lot of wrestlers go and come back from WWE because they think the grass is green on the other side, and, and sometimes it's not. Um, with that, um, but I hope you're right, Samurai. I'm be the first one to make a podcast and say, "Yo, you were right, man." Gargago is a beast, dude. He is a beast and killer cross. Granted, Killer Cross has the look, Samurai. He looks awesome. I, I don't remember his in-ring performance. I don't think I, I've seen his in-ring performance. But I know that him, um, Gargago, and, and Ciampa were phenomenal NXT tag champions. And they were good ring competitors. But there's something about it, um, Samurai, because, uh, I don't know, you might be right. They might bring former talent back. Um, you might be 100% right. Where Remember, one man, beauty is behind the beholder. And we don't know what the butt is beautiful in, in Triple H's eyes. Remember, Triple H, when he did the black and gold, he brought a lot of indies wrestlers to the black and gold label, which was competition. And then if it wasn't for my opinion, for the pandemic, um, where they weren't getting any people to go to 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 the entrance for NXT to go, because the tapings on Tuesday are not are not a, a paid event. But anything else, live events, like when they were doing in, in Brooklyn and so forth, NXT, when they go on the road, that's a pay event. Since there was no pandemic, I think killed NXT. So what they did was, let's get, they turned out to be NXT 2.0 is collegiate athletes or young athletes who are men and women, young guys who are, want to get in the wrestling business, who are athletic, that we could teach them and develop them and not to pay them. The NXT the two, the black and gold was independent indies where you could see it was a better product. Then that's why everyone says black and gold was better than than than. But if it was true, you would have not lost to AEW on Wednesday nights. If it was really that good, you know, and, and, and it was really that great, how come the WWE Universe you didn't support it? You decided to go to NXT to AEW. So don't come now and complaining that oh, and, and black and gold was much better than this crap that we see right now. The 2.0 nonsense. 2.0 is really good. It's just there's a diff it's a different avenue in my opinion. Um, um, that's all my that's all I got to say about it. Well, I mean, I get that, but what I was gonna say was uh, Johnny's still <laughs> taking care of, taking care of his son, so that's why he's not signed anywhere. He was actually just at a at a local show called uh, 
AIW uh, I think this past weekend, which, uh, which was a, a was it P- Pittsburgh is it in Pittsburgh. No, no that's in uh, it's in Cleveland. Okay, okay. He was at he was at he was at a, a, a local show. I, I didn't go to it because I didn't know about it, but I, I followed Johnny on Twitter, and it said he was the. Uh, I, I also follow AIW AIW on 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 Twitter too. So I mean, I he he was there. Is he but, ready to get back in the ring? He was actually, I, I don't know if he was in the, in the ring or not, but he was probably backstage. Maybe maybe that's what it is. He can't commit to a full schedule. That w, but WWE is a full schedule. You know, it's not oh. that you're going to show up on Wednesdays and wrestle and see you next week, fans, and, and we see you, or, or maybe I'll fight a dark on a Saturday. WWE is every, almost every other day. They wrestle not just Monday Night Raw. They have a bunch of house shows. They, they tour up and down um, the, the world, and that's the schedule is rough. Or maybe he just doesn't have the time. He wants to. So it, it's not feasible for him to give. And maybe I, you commend him saying, "I can't sign with you. Give you a full term commitment because I'm not going to be the give you the best of me, and I don't have the power or the juice to be a part timer." Um, maybe that's well, why Gargago ain't in the WWE. Yeah, but like I said, also he's taking care of uh, his son too. So yeah, that's exactly right. that's exactly the commitment issue. Yes. All right, does. let's get back to review. Now. Let's get back to the Monday Night Review. We have here. The next match is a is a something that was a little bit different, which I think they might have stepped stepped in gold. Now we saw a backstage promo where you see Saul Ziegler um, was going to mention about did he did, did he I I missed it did he address why he's going after Theory or he just doesn't like him? Yeah, he he did. He said he he was going he he's going after him because he needs to title a lesson. Okay, so another one that doesn't like him. Okay, which was not a good I no, not a good reasoning. You know, maybe he says, I want to stay as the youngest money in the bank. Um, cash in. Maybe he could have said that. But, well, let's digress. He's They're going to team him up here with AJ Styles. Now, against Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy, they're they're great, you know, um, to get people over. And also, they're going to they're, they're gonna be really good in the future. Um, I know Gables is a little older, but Gables could go. He's a good – I think they stumbled into a good tag team here. I would love to see more of these two guys. Possibly down the road, whoever comes out of this unification title, get let them have an opportunity at the titles. I don't think they have to win it, but boy, the way they fought, the chemistry they had in the ring, Ziggler and and Styles got me excited. Samurai, how did that tag team pair come together? Do you think they stumble on gold, or do you think this is a once and once and that's it tag up? I think it's a one and done thing because like AJ needed something to do, um, and also you have to think. That you know, it's Dolph Ziggler's first match, you know, actually back. So, I mean, I don't know where he was, but you know, hey, he, you know, he teach their own. But speaking of, speaking of Dolph Ziggler, where is Bobby Roode? Is he hurt? He could uh, be. Could be. He I mean, if they brought yeah. back Dolph as a face. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Bobby Roode as a well. His whole glorious gimmick. I, I wish they'd bring that back. You know, that was that was my favorite iteration of Bobby Roode. Yeah, Bobby Roode is. Now we'll see where he's at. And we saw him interrupt. What was it? They came up. Came out one time to a promo, and that's it. They they. Yeah, that was with the uh, uh, Omos and MVP. Who we MVP. didn't see on the show today? That's true. Right, right. He, your thoughts? Do you, like, do you also think that's a one and done, like Samurai? Yeah, I I do. AD Styles is too good to go back another tag team. I'm being honest with you. 
Okay. I, I personally would like to see them. I loved it. I, I really think they had an intriguing um, chemistry, the way they fought there. We saw them come be, defeat the Alpha Academy, of course, Otis and, and Cables. They both get it. They both get it. They they know how to work in the ring. I enjoy always watching Alpha Academy, despite that they're going to just be crushed or lose there. I know they were there doing that favor for 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 uh, Theory with... with Going against AJ uh, uh, Zal Ziggler, but I liked it. I'm getting an echo. Hold on, my. He's got That's a phone cool. call. I'll mute you. No, it's on Samurai. Mute him. He's getting a phone call. Whenever he gets a phone call, he gets he gets uh that echo. that um echo. I put on mute. Samurai, when you're ready. Um, then we fight to the main event. Now, before we get to the main event, we saw some another backstage where we finally see. Um, Mysterio, Dominic, they get again clash with Finn and Priest, setting up their battle at SummerSlam. Now, okay, we knew that was going to happen. Something's got to happen here, heel between these two facets. Um, uh, I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Who's wrestling in the main event again? I'll be honest with you, I forgot. I'll get you the main event. I just wanted to first give you that segment um, that they're going to announce the match now between. Judgment Day, Valor, Valor, and 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 again, once again, Rhea Ripley looks like the the, the badass in the group, the, the leader there. It looked like Rhea Ripley's the leader of Judgment Day. I'm sorry, and it might be Finn, but it came out as Rhea Ripley. I like the part when Finn Balor was taking right, was tracking Mysterio, beating him in the hallway. It's my birthday because it was Finn Balor's birthday, and he goes, yeah. "Forget about your 20 anniversary. It's my birthday." Uh. You know, I like that there. Um, that was funny too, though. I mean, honest, it was a little bit. It funny. was. It was a good point. It was a good part there. Now, let me ask you this: There, I was disappointed. No Edge or whoever that mysterious promo cutter is. I thought that was going to debut at Madison Square Garden. That would have been this prop, you know, and to see if they were going to interfere in in SummerSlam. But I think they might leave that for SummerSlam, or at least the Monday night after SummerSlam. Um, we shall see there. They kept bringing some more teasers. We saw in the Takers Earn. We saw Seth Rollins in the in the pro in the cut it there in the vignette who knows what it is there um it, it looks more and more like edge but we finally get to the main event the main event had the bloodline all three members of the bloodline taking on riddle and the street profits now this match a plus the you know the street profit match i mean the uh alpha academy i liked it and i also loved it for and when one complains about the third hour oh we is sometimes dogging it or getting to the finish line when the third hour nonsense you know i understand you have to in between there was a lot of fillers and then you could see where you might have been a little bit little bored i thought it was a little boring a little bit but to close out the monday night raw i love both matches the street profits they're over you even saw blood in the match yeah but like i said about AEW a few times and the same thing goes for this match i think this raw kind of like took a lot of out, out of you in terms of it being boring to the point where like the main event kind of suffered and that can happen with the wrestling show and i think this main event suffered from that because i think by the time you got to this main event you were just kind of ready for the show to end again uh, you were already tired from watching Rey Mysterio talk about his, his retirement. You were already tired from kind of like Roman Reigns doing stuff. Because like, even though, yes, for the most part, this Raw was boring, there was enough to get you tired. Uh, rather, it's enough boredom or enough excitement. Um, and the main event suffered from that. And so uh, 
And on top of that, I'll be honest with you, I like it when it's just the Usos versus the Street Profits. I think those two put on better matches by themselves. And granted, that can also be excused from the fact that maybe this match did suffer from the fact that Raw wasn't all that great this week. But um, overall, this match probably was really good. I just didn't see it because in my head, I'm like, I can't wait for Raw to be over now because I was just exhausted. And I, okay. I, I, I was already looking at my, when, when, when Roman Reigns came out, I was like, oh my God, it's a main event time. I was like, thank goodness. Because sometimes at three hours, it really does feel like three hours. Like it feels just dragged. And then other times when it's a good show, it can just fly by depending on how good it is. <clears throat> And I don't know the main event. I think it just suffered from 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 overall iffy, if not boring show. <clears throat> and okay. that's a bad thing for this main event because it it probably was really good overall. Right. Overall, I can tell it probably was a good it probably was a good main event. But I was just too tired to really care. All right, the main event was was a good main event. I, I the back and forth, they they had Monte, Montez Ford was bleeding at one point there. Um, you saw whenever you know, I love the fact that he told the tribal chief to acknowledge him. I was like, oh, look at this, you know, setting up maybe future down the road Montez Ford, Roman Reigns if if theory if the theory stuff don't happen, you know, a tease. Um, you also saw you know whenever the tribal chief gets actually tagged in and gets in the ring, it mattered. His his minutes his time in the in the square circle, which we don't see much. Remember, he's on that minor part time. Um, was very memorable. The fact that he was a larger than life when he got in that match and, and he did the moves and wrestled there. I thought Dawkins again looked really clean. Again, looking phenomenal with you know. But it's starting to get a little boring when you're coming doing always that somersault. Do me, give me some, show me something more, Dawkins, because you're becoming a one trick pony there. You know, I'm just saying. You know, but Riddle again, always with the tag, gets the hot heat. And of course, Riddle, there's an obstacle now in Riddle's career, which is he can't stop. Roman Reigns keeps pinning him. He keeps getting pinned by Roman Reigns. When Roman Reigns gets the victory on Riddle, gets the pin fall on Riddle to where the bloodline wins. You want to do that because your champion doesn't isn't featured, isn't shown much on national TV on on that rare. You know, his last time, this last time we saw him was about what a month and a half ago against Riddle on SmackDown, and now you know he doesn't wrestle much on TV. You want to make it a big deal whenever he does, and I thought that was a big deal him getting that victory on Riddle, the way he looked, the way he 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 perceived himself. Unfortunately, yes, it might have been a little boring, not the match, but the. The card itself to help you to get you to that journey to watch that main event and get excited. Maybe that main event should have been in the first hour of crossover, and then you could have, you could have had Roman Reigns and the Usos come out and kick the crap out of Theory, and then Roman will say, "Make sure you bring that with you when you bring that," and then you end Raw there. Maybe they could have done that. Maybe the displacement was a little bit off there because maybe that would have went a better way of closing that Monday Night Raw with him getting with Theory getting kicked and 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 roman intimidating him by standing over him and, and, and making him theory looking up at him maybe that could have been a way of closing it but they close it a different way as the match as the bloodline leaves the, re- the arena it, all of a sudden burn it down hits seth freaking rollins comes out 
walks right by right by the the tribal chief. He waves at him, bye bye, and he goes and he goes after Riddle. Dumps him out where it ends. Roman Reigns on top of the world, laughing. Riddle getting curb stopped, not just in the ring, but on the rope on the uh, steel ta- on the steel um, stairs. And wow, you know he really hurted him. Unfortunately, we were at this time, like you said, he'll just ended because I need to go to work. I need to go to sleep. Unfortunately, that ending was really good, but it lost itself because it helped. It, it missed somewhere within the second hour. I think what killed it was the Logan Paul impulse vignette or going into a little bit too much of maybe too much Mysterio. Um, and you have to give Mysterio his flowers, you know, yeah. but you you somewhere along the line there that built there, it's with with, with the with the uh, Alexa Bliss kind of lost us a little bit. I think personally, you know, when it lost me personally a little bit, when I thought when when we had the disqualification and then you ended up bringing them, those guys back again for another match, I thought it was like, oh, I don't want to see this again. That was just me. I think when they lost me was when they were having, having I know this is really early, but probably, because you know what they say, and this goes for anything, whether it's a sport or anything, it's, it's the first, it's the first like two or three, uh, batters or in this case the first two or three segments as soon as they had like um the interference with uh the the drew theory match i was like oh it's gonna be one of those shows and then and then i and then i knew that it was all gonna be just dedicated about ray mysterio stuff so i was like i was like okay i'm like i see what kind of show we're getting i i personally the show i was a little bit disappointed because it was madison square garden first of all I understand why they did this, and this is a little bit that that includes that concludes the Monday Night Raw review. But I'm just going to give a little bit of, of my opinion, very quickly above it. Madison Square Garden is the big the mecca. That is the home court advantage of WWE. That's their home their home base for many many years. And I understand why they did it. I personally would have had Vince McMahon retired that night last night because it's that's where WWE really grew his bones. But I understand why they did it on a Friday because one. Stock market closed. Remember, they are a publicly traded company, so you don't want to mess up the stock market or the stock of the WWE. You do it on a Friday night where publicity, where you don't get a much, you get press, but not as much. And then Monday morning, you saw that at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, they announced Triple H ahead of creative. So stock market started growing because people were excited of that influx of him being in there. I like the way they did it because let's let let's just be honest, Kev. Um, it's better for Vince to retire the way he did because if you have Vince come out and cut a promo about how he's retiring, there's a good chance the crowd just takes over the show because. And granted, I'm not saying this didn't really play a factor into him retiring because it might have, but. I think if Vince comes out and cuts a promo about his career and all that, there is a slight chance that the crowd just takes over and they're just like basically doing probably rude chants and stuff like that, telling him about how he's retiring due to the, you know, you know what? Um, I disagree because you saw that on when he came out that first um um and when he said together forever together together forever um. 
promo when he came live, welcome to SmackDown. Um, they weren't they were cheering him on. They kept cheering, they cheered him on when he came on on Raw. Yeah. Um, even when Stephanie McMahon announced it on Friday, thank you, Vince. I think he would have got the thank you, Vince, in Madison Square Garden, or even if it would have done it on a, on a, on a, on the type Tumbotron, I think he would have got a thank you, Vince, especially Madison Square Garden, but it didn't happen that way. So that's not reason why I'm yeah. complaining, but I would have, yeah. in a perfect oh. world, it would have been perfect for him to, to retire in W in MSG. Yeah, I, I get that, but, but, um. But you just never know, so I think that was the safest, safest do it. And I, 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 I think it had to do with the stocks and the and the and the money. Um, it's all yeah. about business. And on top of that, you know how Vince is; he doesn't really like to take the spotlight away from anyone. So even if that did that didn't play a role in it, you know how Vince is. He and then and then you, I I like that too. I would have done him personally in a perfect world. Him retiring there. Ushering out Hunter and, and Steffi, and then just give it them to the give it them and let them go at it. Then would have been you were showing the the old guard into the new guard, but it also there. Secondly, for a Madison Square Garden show, you there was nothing memorable here. There's nothing here tomorrow, tomorrow or in a week from now. Oh man, Monday Night Raw, Madison Square Garden. We're not gonna remember crap. You know, the only thing we yeah. remember is Logan Paul talking about Maurice talking coming out with a purse with of, of, of look like testicles. That that that's not it. That's not what you want. Yeah. You don't want that old moment. Remember, now that WWE doesn't really much go too much like they used to in Madison Square Garden, like back in the days. You needed something memorable there. That's when they should have debuted that vignette. Whoever the hell that guy was, if it's even if it was Edge repackaging just something a surprise. If maybe the you know everyone's cramming for Johnny Gargago to come out. Even if you or even would have brought an NXT per people up, you know, to interrupt something memorable should have happened on Madison Square Garden, in my opinion. And they failed on capitalizing on that. I got a question then. If he on that day on SmackDown when he cuts that to this is us together promo, I wonder if he was deciding to retire like two weeks or so in advance already. It kind of felt like it, you know, yeah. but then he came back out again. So uh, it, I don't know. I don't know. But with all this said there, I think that would have been me personally there um, with the Garden Show. But all in all, Raw was a satisfaction. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. Um, they had its good moments and it had it had its good moments and it had its dull moments, you know, and nothing's changed. I hope everyone in Madison Street Garden enjoy themselves. They were there live, you know, but it's rare when they go, you know, go back a lot to MSG. Usually they're in the Barclays Center. And we shall see going forward there. Um, and all in all, we will have the that was the Raw Go Home Show for SmackDown. We'll have for for Raw, and then we'll have the Go Home Show for SmackDown on Friday night, leading into Saturday's the uh, SummerSlam Extravaganza. I can't wait to cover that. I can't wait to to see what was transpired. We got some good matches there. I think they're gonna bring they're gonna bring it. But I just wanted to give a quick news and notes before I get get out of here is. Jonathan Grisham from Ring of Honor has asked for his release. He did not like that he had a wrestle 11-minute match. Opening, not only alone, the opening match. Dropped the ROH title to an ex-WWE Antonio Cesaro, Claudio Casanoli. Um, and he, before that, he had some colorful exchange with Tony Khan before the match. And after the match, he to the point where he erased his Twitter account and he this this. Um, erased his wrestling school's Twitter's account. So it looks like he's going to put a kayfabe and stop to his wrestling. He looks like Jonathan Gresham is done with with wrestling in general. You're not going to see him show up in WWE or anywhere else. I think 
Jonathan Gresham after this um, situation with AEW ROH. Remember, he was remember he was a holdover from AOROH when Tony Khan purchased it. He wasn't that he went to AEW. AEW bought him, and he didn't like the way the the he's been with the company seven months. I understand. Well, seven months has been a long time as a champion. You need to. I understand that. If you were, if that was the case, I think Grisham would understand if you would have made him at least the co-main event or three matches prior to the main event and make him drop the title. But when you make him the opening match and then you make him lose in 11 minutes and then you have the confetti, it's a slap in the face, in my opinion. I think it's a slap in the face for him because he's been an original way. And of course, there you go again with the XWE. It don't make a difference. It happened. Also, before that, knowing what the results, you saw Tony Blanchard no longer with AEW. He broke all his tides, um, said it was to do ministry, ministry, the prison ministry, but also he didn't like the direction of the way Grisham was going to be treated there. And, you know, Blanchard is a man of faith. Um, and, of course, business is business. He just didn't like the way that business was handled. And I think he said, you know what? This is not for me. He's going to step. He also another 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 interesting booker or producer that's going to leave um and take a step away from wrestling say so, you know enough with the wrestling business uh, for now and he takes a step back interesting times for aw also in aw you see a lot of the wrestling um the roh pay-per-view a lot of empty seats you saw empty seats as well on fighter fest they they're not selling out as in atlanta there's a lot of pictures in the video, and it's not because it was the opening match. It's when Cesaro had the, the ROH title around his waist. You see the arena was empty. There is there is issues going around there. Um, keep an eye on that. Low attendance. Just keep an eye on that. I know people are going to – I know the AW marks are going to come after me saying, that's a lie. That's false. That's full. Pictures don't lie, folks. Pictures don't lie. So he's uh... – a. So he's already starting to piss off people, basically, Tony Khan. Yeah, yeah, he he's been already. I think that's one of the main reasons why. Um, yeah, I'm not saying that he he got into an argument with Cody Rhodes, but I think Cody Rhodes saw a different direction, a shift uh, of what they stand for, what they were, what their mission statement was, changing a little. And he said, you know what, I'm gonna do me instead of I'm gonna be the company man here. I've been too much the company man before prior in WWE, and I got buried. Now I'm gonna do me, and I think that's why it led to Cody. My opinion, yeah. departing so, away. So Jonathan Gristram, he didn't even mind opening the match. He was just like, but if I am going to be the opening match, at least give me like 20, 30 minutes to make me seem like I'm a good fighting champion. And Tony Khan's like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah when I saw that, the opening like, match, I was yeah. like, what? Because I was like, he's the opening match. I knew he was going to drop the title. And I was shocked the way he did in 11 minutes. And I was like, <gasps> you know, and the thing is, we could go on. I, I have to get going, but I just want to say yeah. all it is a, a swing, upper European uppercuts, a swing, European uppercuts. That's it. And a sharpshooter. That's that's Antonio that's Antonio Cesaro Castellano. That's it. Let's be, we may as well just call him Cesaro because they basically have some, he does That's why I put did, did you remember I put Antonio in front? Remember he came in as Antonio Cesaro? Masaman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, but we want to thank everyone, though. You know, I understand we might agree and disagree on the wrestling takes and thoughts. That's from our opinion. I, the way I'm pretty sure you have your wrestling takes, the only one that's watching us, we're going to respect that as well. We're not going to see eye to eye, but we respect it. I don't see eye to eye sometimes with, with heel stakes, Samurai or MK or anyone honest. Just listen us out. Um, 
and we agree to disagree but all in all it's wrestling you know it, it's fun it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be getting it our your blood pressure activated if your blood pressure gets activated then there's something wrong you you need to go play golf or you know probably play some tennis not you know don't watch wrestling but all in all you know guys we i want to call this the end of the review here i want to thank you guys don't forget tomorrow we will have the nxt 2.0 review tonight i will on my way to the performance center as soon as we're done here wesley takes on grayson waller and you got apollo cruz taking on zion quinn you got the eight-man tag, the family Tony, D'Angelo, Tony Stacks, Joaquin Wild, Cruz del Toro taking on Diamond Mine. And, of course, we're going to hear from Zoe Stark, who won the Battle Royal and gets to challenge Manny Rose, address her future. When she's going to challenge Manny Rose? So review tomorrow for NXT 2.0, where I'm going to be in the building. Charles will be here joining me. He, uh, we're going to have Samurai, who's going to watch it at home, and we can't wait to hear from you. He'll say your goodbyes before we run the intro. Uh, just yeah, hopefully, Raw is better next week. And yeah, peace out, guys. Later, I'm awesome! you people bought a ticket to see me, so shut up. Yeah, sometimes I get so mad, there's no control. Ladies and gentlemen, just in case so you live under I'm like, a rock, I might grab a bat. I don't know, my rap, my blood boils over like. Oh god, here goes I lost all feeling from my head to my toes You said some shit that I can't let go So just stay tuned for the rest of the show So have you ever felt betrayed? Switch your style, you see things Realize something needs change